Hey everybody, welcome to the special COVID uh, edition of In Love With The Process. What we're going to try to do um, is do really sort of fast, stripped down versions of the podcast that um, we can put out quickly. Uh, maybe we'll release them every Thursday, maybe we'll release them every Friday, um, but they're just more stripped down, pared down episodes. Um, but more importantly, they are here we're doing this to help all of you guys and girls that are confined to your homes um, stay motivated, stay healthy, stay focused, uh, and get ready for when we're all allowed to go back out and go back to work. Um, so joining me remotely today, because we're not allowed to be in the same room, is is Liam. What's up, Liam? Hello. Hello. Where are you at right now? I'm in my... Uh my apartment but like we uh have three bedrooms and four people and three of us are sleeping in one room so we could have an extra room as an office and that's where i'm at right now uh, nice <laughs> nice how's your how's your place for lockdown is you're you gonna get stir crazy in there eventually or oh we've ar- we've already gotten there <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people do you have in the same spot right now yeah so we have uh Four roommates. Uh, one of our roommates had his girlfriend fly in, and so now we have five people in this oh place. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! They took over oh. our living room. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty pretty brutal. And I think um, I think that's something interesting to actually bring up as we start. Um, so if you're at home and you're uh, in, I mean, for some people this is like day five. For some people this is like day three of being in a lockdown. And then there are some people in the country that aren't even at this point yet. There are still people going to work. There are still people out there doing stuff. But uh, out here in Los Angeles, we're sort of mandated to stay away from everybody, stay in our homes, and really only leave our, our homes if we're going to the pharmacy or if we're going to the grocery store. Um, that's the hope. Uh, and uh, I know that's the same thing in New York. I know it's the same thing in Massachusetts. I mean, it's it's all over the place at this point, right, Liam? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's getting worse. I actually just saw a map that was showing us like the um, the infection rates by population, and uh-huh. uh, honestly, Washington is like skyrocketing. It's 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 insane. They're at one oh. Uh, let me see. It's, so it's known COVID nineteen cases per million as of yesterday. They have wow. over a hundred cases in Washington and then Colorado wow. and uh, Louisiana are coming in around 28 and 22 and New York is pretty bad at 34 but yeah you know I mean we're at we're at 9.9 so we basically don't even have it we're fine whatever yeah well you know I'm sure that it's kicking around just hasn't been reported yet and the difficult thing is that there aren't enough tests to go around so it's hard to actually confirm whether or not you just have the flu, or if you actually have the virus, which is pretty tough. And I mean, I guess you can go through the symptoms online, but then, you know, we're talking about a world that tried to self-diagnose itself on, you know, any of these medical websites to begin with. So (laughs) I think that uh, it's probably kicking around here, dude. So uh, please, those of you listening, please stay safe. And, um, you know, like, being locked in your homes uh, is more for the sake of the people that do not have the immune systems, that do have health issues, 
um, that will be affected hard by this. Uh, majority of us, most of us are going to get it. Most of us are going to get through it um, as long as you're taking care of yourself. Um, and as long as you're taking care of your, your immune system. Um, and then if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling exhausted, sleep. For the love of God, sleep. <laughs> and I know it's a stressful time for all of us because we don't know what's going to happen with income. A lot of people go week to week, month to month on paychecks, especially a lot of the listeners of this show. We're all freelancers. And um, if if some of you were smart enough to stack your stuff away like a squirrel and you had the opportunity to stack your stuff away, then you should be able to float through for a few months. But it's still going to be difficult and the big question, obviously, is what is the what is the outcome of this going to be? How are they going to re-stimulate the economy? The economy, and uh, how are we all going to go back to work and get to work? So there is a lot of anxiety and there is a lot of stress out there right now. And then uh, compile all that on top of the fact that we're stuck at home. Um, and so what I want to do on this episode, what I want to do on the show is sort of give you uh, some, basically tell you what I do uh, as far as keeping myself motivated and keeping myself healthy. And when I say healthy, mental health is a big part of this. Um, How do you stay focused? How do you uh, uh, stay, uh, how do you keep yourself sane between now and then? And believe it or not, I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that are video editors. There's a lot of listeners out there that are writers. I know I was talking to Will the other day and he's like, dude, it's no different for me. I'm, I'm consistently trapped in my apartment writing stuff. Anyways, there's a lot to learn from these people. And even if you don't uh, work in this business and if, if, if this isn't what your job normally is, one of the things that's great about being a freelance creative is that you have to create your own structure. You have to create your own daily system in order to get things done. Um, and that's kind of what I want to discuss early on in the episode here. And Liam, at any point, if you want to interject, you're more than welcome to. Um, but to start, okay, so some of you listening are not used to being trapped in your house. They're used to going to do a nine-to-five job, used to going to do this stuff. So the first few days of that are vacation time, right? So we're hanging out. We're binge-watching all those shows that we've wanted to watch since the beginning, Correct. Um, and then you just sort of hit this point where you realize that you haven't got out of bed in a day and a half, right? And then maybe you're in Liam's situation where you have five other roommates that are doing the same thing. And then you have these personalities that are mixing and you have, uh, the stress that's mixing and all that sort of stuff. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I bet it is brother. Um, so here's what I suggest because um, as as we progress through this week and as we get into next week on our two week lock at home uh, thing that we're stuck in right now, it's going to get tougher. So what I what I'm doing, and this is what I'm doing at my place, I'm actually creating a daily routine for myself. I'm creating a daily schedule for myself in which I try to get up by a certain time of the day. I'm telling myself that I have to be up and out of bed by nine thirty, the latest ten, maybe, but nine thirty the latest. Um, and I want to try to get into bed and try to get to sleep um, by 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, the latest. And I'm trying to set that rhythm for myself, right? And the other thing that I'm doing, unless it's for research, and we'll talk about that, I'm trying not to tune in and watch anything on Netflix or watch anything on a streaming service until the sun goes down. 
out here in California. So I'm trying not to do that until about seven o'clock. So that restricts my day. It gives me the time to actually do something else. Now, for some of you, like myself, I've got a ton of work I got to get done anyways. So this is really nice because the world is slowed down enough so I can catch up. I have post-production on two jobs that I just shot right before the shoot that I got to get cranking on. I have to do edit on two of them, and I have to do sound design on one of them, and we have to design music. And luckily, one of my roommates, um, Mike Tran, is a composer, so we'll be able to work on music together. It's nice when you're able to bring your roommates into your routine and help them be a part of it. Um, And if you don't have roommates, you can also do this remotely with like video chat services. I think it's really important to integrate other people into this daily routine that you're setting for yourself, right? Absolutely. Um, And I think that another thing that we need to keep in mind at this point is that this is kind of a blessing as far as being able to tackle those projects that you've put on the back shelf, right? Those projects that you've never been able to get to because work has always gotten in the way of it. And I know what we're thinking. We're thinking, well, what are we going to do about money? What are we going to do about this stuff? Yes, that is a stress that we're going to have to confront. But in the meantime, combat that stress by actually working on these jobs that you weren't able to do before. So maybe you're a music composer and you've got a bunch of unfinished tracks tackle those fucking things. Maybe you're a director or filmmaker that has always wanted to learn about editing and you want to be fresh. You want to have a fresh new angle, a fresh new start on the business. You can learn how to use Premiere or any of the Adobe products by just watching YouTube tutorials and doing that. And then you just told me uh, Adobe's doing a deal right now, right, Liam? Yeah. So apparently it's it's a deal that kind of always exists, but they're uh, they're really into like no questions asked, uh, fulfilling it. Which mm-hmm. if you go on and you basically try to cancel your Adobe subscription, you uh, there's an option that says, "Dude, do you just want the next sixty days free?" And nice. uh, and so it just gives you the next sixty days free, which is which is great. And you don't need a student ID. There is a student nice. discount, which is that if you are getting your Adobe software subscription through the school, you can get it on any computer. Um, you got to talk to your school, but it, Adobe announced this. That you can get it on any computer, any personal device uh, for free until the end of the semester. Okay. And so <clears throat> that is insane. If you're not working in the business, that is really great because typically for like the full suite, it's almost 60 bucks a month. Yeah. So it's a really cool thing that they're doing. And then for a lot of people that have wanted to learn how to use those programs and learn that stuff, by the way, they're not sponsoring us. I'm just giving you an option here. Um, It's a great place to start. It's a great way to get your hands on this program for two months and actually learn how to cut with it. And you can download all sorts of clips online. There are a bunch of tutorials online and you can actually figure out editing. Now, here's here's my point. If you do things like this, right, if you're redefining your skills, if you're going back and you're teaching yourself new stuff, A, it gives you something to do during the day. Then on your schedule, you can say, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to shower. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to have some breakfast. And then I'm going to go to work. If you have a edit set up like I do in a specific part of the house, then treat that place like your office. If you're working from your laptop, take your laptop to a specific part of your place that you don't normally hang out in, 
if you have the space for this, and then use that as your office space. Then go clock into office work, right? Go work, go do a good five hours. Whether it, you're learning new Photoshop techniques, whether you're learning how to edit, whether you're sitting down and working on your screenplay and you're doing research for your screenplay, or maybe you're coming up with a new idea for a movie, a new idea for a narrative, and maybe you have a stack of comic books, you have a stack of research material, bring all those, make yourself a cup of tea, bring all that shit over, sit down, and start to work. This is what we do as freelancers every day, right? So now everybody's in our boat right now. So if you are setting the schedule for yourself, then you feel like you're leaving your home. You feel like you're leaving the mindset of your home and you're going to do this stuff. And what's going to happen is that you're going to get lost in this and you're going to love it, dude. It's going to give you that energy, that, that mental health that you need working on stuff like this, right? And I know some of you listening are like, Mike, I'm not in the film business. These episodes are not just for people in the film business. I've seen people pick up baking. I've seen people pick up bread baking and bread baking takes a lot of fucking time. So maybe going into the kitchen is going to your job. Maybe you've decided that you want to learn how to cook. Maybe you've decided that you want to teach yourself some new recipes. The internet is fucking loaded with that stuff, right? I'm going to do some more barbecue stuff, even though I don't have people coming over, which is unfortunate for you guys. I'm going to teach myself some new barbecue tricks, hopefully this weekend. Um, and now that the food scare is kind of over, because the first couple of days during this whole uh, quarantine, essentially, um, it was tough with food because everybody was going out and they were hoarding and they were bulking up. But I just went to the stores out here in Los Angeles yesterday and the shelves were stocked back up and there was food. So that fear was sort of, that anxiety was sort of taken down for me. As you know, I love to eat. <laughs> so that was knocked out a couple notches. And so now we're in this position where we have to eat, we have to be healthy. Why not focus on some new recipes? Why not tackle how to cook well, right? I know a lot of you out there are just ordering takeout, which I support right now because all the restaurant, all the restaurants and all the, the food service industry is being hit really fucking hard right now. So if you have the loot, if you have the cash, order out a couple of times a week just to keep the business, just to keep your economy, your local economy running. Um, do you agree with me on that, Liam? Oh, 100%. I, I worked in the service industry for a couple of years before I came out here. I mean, all my friends back home are posting memes on Facebook about how they literally all got fired. This is, it's tough. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And we'll get into, we'll get into that anxiety in a little bit. But right now, let's continue to focus on what your daily routine is at home, Okay. So maybe you have a stack of books that you haven't read yet, right? Maybe you're someone that wants to take up a hobby, take up knitting. I was talking to people on my Instagram, and you guys can go and write what it is that you're going to do on my Instagram. I did a post today at Mike Petchy where I asked what people are working on and what, what is it that they want to learn in this downtime. And it's fascinating. I've got people that want to take up piano, people that are taking up language. There are amazing language programs like Rosetta Stone and all these different online programs that exist, you can literally start learning a language using that stuff. Um, so this is a really good time for you to distract yourself with learning, with improving yourself. And I know a lot of you are like, well, this is just bullshit. It's just distractions. 
Why would I do that? Well, because in the back end of this, if you can come out with new skills, who knows what the marketplace is going to be like? Who knows what the workforce is going to be like after we get through all this stuff? So if you can walk out there with some new skills, with some new things that you learned that you can then integrate into what you do, I think you're going to have a better chance and better time finding work, especially in this business, especially if you're an actor, especially if you are a filmmaker or photographer, you know that one job is not going to pay for everything you need to have paid for. So it's smart for you to learn these new techniques and new tricks and spend your time wisely. So like I said, find your space, go to work, create a, a situation in which you are going to work. And then when you're done with work, if you want to do like a 10 to 5 or 11 to 5 or 11 to 6, then leave work. Go and make yourself some food. Go and put yourself in a great situation where you could have a great dinner. Um, and then tune into Netflix. Then tune into your streaming services. Start watching that stuff at like 7.30, 8 o'clock right? Because then I, what the, the problem is, is that these things are so bingy and so addictive and so comforting, especially in a time of stress that we get lost in them. And the next thing you know, two or three days have gone by and you're three times as depressed because you haven't set the system for yourself. So that's my advice on how to actually set up a daily routine and to make sure that you stay mentally healthy. What do you think, Liam? Am I full of shit or is it a, is a good advice? I mean, I normally think you're full of shit, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's right. I, th I think you're hundred percent right. And I, I've listened. What are you, what are you, what are you working on right now? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, well, I've got this podcast that I have to edit a lot. Um, <laughs> and, and the dude I'm doing it for is kind of a dick about it. But other than that, we're, um, <laughs> I'm I'm making this well I'm I'm editing the uh thing that I was telling you about that big project that I've got uh for school. I've got to finish uh -huh. it up. It's a 70-page script that I shot last semester and uh it was way more work than I should have done and everyone told me I was crazy to do it. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, but I I can handle it." And now I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm locked in a room and I've got 600 gigabytes of footage on my hard drive." Mm -hmm. Like looks like I know what Perfect. I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Perfect time for that stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. As I chew, guys, I'm, I'm chewing on a little citrus right now, getting that vitamin C. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about the fear of work and the fear of uh, how we're going to survive as freelancers when there is no work. And it's it's really difficult right now because we've we've heard rumors about all these different stimulus packages that are going out for people that have real jobs. <laughs> that people that have nine to five jobs and there's unemployment packages out there. Um, but you've been doing some research for us, Liam, right? We want to try to keep you guys up to date with what we know is going to happen for uh, people that work in our industry and people that work in the freelance world. What have you dug up, Liam? Well, there are certain stimulus packages, like you said, for, um, uh, for a lot of people uh, based off of COVID-19 that are going through Congress. Uh, the House has passed one of them already, and it's sitting there waiting for the Senate to come back. That's a whole other topic. But uh, the scary part is that the the freelancers, specifically in the entertainment market, are not included in these packages. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, they don't include anybody who's working with 1099s. Oh. And so that sucks. Yeah. And so that's where people were going, cool. So we're screwed. Uh, so Yahtzee president, um, uh, Matthew Loeb, mm-hmm. and Yahtzee is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Uh, he's pushing for Congress to include uh, specifically actors, but also any freelancer inside of the entertainment industry. Uh, there, He's pushing for them to be included in uh, a new government relief that's been that's being written and it's got some uh, a lot of oh well, yeah a, a lot of uh, support online a lot of people are stepping up twitter's going crazy over it and all that stuff but uh can is there yep it's up. is there a specific place that the people can go to support it have you seen that or or do we know yet so Right now, it looks like he's just tweeting out, and Adam Schiff, which is um, a representative, he's he's tweeting out about the fact that the House is passing stuff, but he's urging uh, people to get it into legislation. Honestly, the place that you need to go is contacting your local and your uh, your government officials. So contact your representatives, contact your senators, tell them that mm-hmm. you know because entertainment is the number one export for America. And yeah. and we are not doing anything right now. Uh, everybody's pushing back release dates. Everybody's shutting down productions. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cine, Cinemark just shut down the movie theaters. Yeah, the movie theaters are going to get hit pretty hard. Yep. Um, so I had heard, I don't know if you have seen any of this stuff, but I had heard that they were going to potentially give uh, tax relief to... Uh, quote unquote gig jobs, you know, and I think a lot of that had something to do with like Lyft drivers and and the people that do a lot of those delivery service stuff. I, w- I wonder if as a 1099er, we fall into that quote unquote gig job territory or if it's, or if you still have to have clocked in hours. I, I don't, I don't know yet, man. Like, do you know anything about that? Um, I did see the, uh, the drivers being told about that, but I believe that they're I don't know if they get 1099s. I'm not I'm not sure about that. I'm looking it up right now though. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> the other thing while you're looking that stuff up, I, I did get an email this morning talking about uh the tax and uh, the uh, tax extension. So, uh they're giving us more time to uh actually file our taxes. I think um, what was the date? Do you know what the date was for the tax filing? Was it in June or something like that? Yeah, was it, the new date? They added, uh, they added, I believe, 90 days. Yeah, taxpayers can delay paying their federal income tax for up to 90 days. I wonder if that's also state tax. Um, uh, it's not. That's only federal. So it's only federal. Yeah. So then you still have to pay your state tax on time? Yeah, you got to check that. Um, different states are, are also uh, adding things like that, but... You have like that's only on the federal level that it's been pushed back. Oh, I'm looking at some stuff here. The following states have pushed their tax filing and decided to waive interest, late fees, late filing, and late payment penalties. California, 60 days after due date, June 15th for individuals, businesses, excuse me, in Q1 quarterly estimated tax payments need to write COVID 19 on the name of the state of emergency, I guess is something that you have to do on the form. Connecticut businesses until June 15th. Uh, 
Massachusetts may waive penalties under certain circumstances. New York has no change or update yet. Rhode Island has no change or update yet. And these are uh, from an accountant that, that I know on the East Coast. So you guys should go online and find out. If you haven't filed your taxes yet, you should find out when that is. I have not filed my taxes yet. So one of the things that I get to do in my time at home is uh, go through and deal with that. Um, so, I yeah, I mean, I'd be curious... I mean, obviously, we all need cash in our pockets right now uh, if we're not working. And then there's also the question, and I've seen a bunch of stuff online, a lot of rumblings online about uh, rent and whether or not they're going to uh, institute uh, uh, less rent being paid or what do they call it? Like a holiday, it was like a holiday rent uh thing i i don't know yeah. i'm fucking terrible at this no but there what was we- there were uh there were talks of suspending rent for the next three months and that's insane i don't think that's it, actually going to get passed yeah yeah it's going to be tough i mean you you obviously have the homeowners and people like that that are that have their expenses that they have to take care of um but then you would ha- also have to waive whatever expenses they have to deal with it's a fucked up situation, man. It's pretty crazy to see how the domino effect happens in a situation like this. Um, but that's a big thing. I mean, it's going to be a big thing. I mean, month one, probably not. Month two, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Especially if people aren't going to work. And then the question arises, what am I spending my cash on? Am I spending my cash on food or am I spending my cash on rent? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, Absolutely. And there's a lot of people out there that are going to have to be dealing with that. Um, and uh, depending upon the size of your you know, pile of nuts that you've stacked away, um, <clears throat> that's going to become a real fucking thing. Uh, so I'm curious to see how this plays out. I'm curious to see how long they're going to be, how long we're going to be able to be quarantined, how long it's going to be before we have to go back to work and to re-stimulate this industry. Not just our industry, all the fucking industries. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh it's it's wild, it's fascinating. But I don't want to get too deep into that stuff on the show. We'll talk a bit about it. We'll try to keep you updated on what we learn and what we hear as far as our business goes, as far as what what sort of relief exists out there for our work and our business. And if you're listening to the show and you have info, if you have more information and if you're listening to what it is that we're saying, you're like, guys, you're full of fucking shit. And that's going to potentially be true. Um, you can write to us. Um, uh, I think our email is in love with the process at gmail.com. You can send us an email or you can uh, reach out to us on Instagram at Mike Petchy or at in love with the process pod. That's in love with the process P O D on Instagram. Um, and the other really uh, great thing about doing these small shows is I'm not going to run ads for these shows, guys. This is ad-free, no sponsor reads, none of that. This is straight up, stripped down, super, super classy comfort. <laughs> and I hope that you guys can turn to us, and I hope uh, that listening to us talk and the sound of my voice and the sound of what it is that we're talking about brings you comfort and guidance um, and I've got some really fun stuff that I'm going to be working on over the next couple of weeks and releasing. Uh, those of you who follow me on Instagram have seen the new Zarface video. Um, I'm trying to get those guys on to do a podcast remotely 
Um, one of the great things, and I, you know what? I'm going to plug these guys, uh, even though I just said I'm not going to do any ad reads. But Zencaster is the remote podcast recording uh, website that uh, I'm using right now uh, and that a bunch of people use. Zencaster has actually opened up and re- uh, got rid of all their restrictions um, so that you could sign up for a free account and uh, record remotely with people. So if you guys are thinking about doing podcasts, if you guys want to do podcasts and get guests on your show, uh, Zencast is a great choice for that because it's free and you can be recording multiple people to get them on the program. Look at me just doing a fucking read, Liam, when I said I wasn't going to do any reads for shit. <laughs> Look, man, the amount of times you said I'm not going to do it and then immediately done the thing that you just said you weren't going to do, like I'm <laughs> really proud of you. Uh, so... What I'm going to do uh, over the next couple of episodes, I'll keep you guys up to date on what it is that I'm doing. Uh, there's some really exciting news I got the other day that I can't be incredibly specific about, and it's unfortunate that I'm getting this news in the midst of an outbreak, um, but I have been given the thumbs up to start prepping uh, one of the movies. I'm not going to say which movie, but that means that I'm going to be hunkering down and doing movie prep. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's everything from watching films, finding a tone, finding a style, finding uh, visual language, and sort of dialing it all in. I'll be doing storyboards. I'll be creating uh, key art, key frame art with concept artists. I'm actually talking with uh, Chris Cold, who was on the show, and I think I'm supposed to talk with him tomorrow. I think he's going to do some keyframes for me. Um, one of the cool things about this lockdown and it's you know worldwide situation that we're all in is that a lot of artists don't have work and they're looking for something really great to do and a lot of people are willing to collaborate um so we're going to try to take full advantage of that and get to work with the folks that i've always wanted to work with um and try to get everything positioned so that way when we step outside after the end of all this shit uh we can just jump right into one of these projects that you have all been salivating for and myself included so it's really good fucking news it's really cool shit i don't want to jinx it by saying anything other than one of the main things that i'm doing in lockdown is prepping this thing so it's gonna be cool it's gonna be fun um okay so it's not gonna just be me and liam gabbing it up on here i'm actually gonna have a guest come on I think he's going to be ready in five minutes. I'm just checking my texts. And uh, we're going to see if he can just dial right in while we're recording. Uh, If not, we might have to do a quick break, Liam, and then uh, bring him in. Uh, And the show's going to be rough. I like it if it's rough, hard cuts. Uh, It's going to sound much different than our actual podcast. And uh, please, we're still going to be releasing our normal programming where we have guests and we talk about the big shit on the industry uh, and that's still going to be dropping on Tuesdays. We got a bunch of great episodes in the queue. Um, we have our chef episode, which I've talked about multiple times and we've delayed. <laughs> uh, so that's in the queue. Um, we actually did a really great episode with an animator. So we have like a really great animation episode coming out. Uh, the dude is funny as hell. And that's going to be a great episode. Uh, and a bunch of other guests lined up for the regular podcast and for those of you who are just listening to the show and you want to go listen to the other episodes go to inlovewiththeprocess.com there i have curated 
uh, the shows by subject material. So if you're someone that wants to go listen to what directors have to say, you can go to the director's episodes. If you're an actor and you're trying to find motivation, there's a whole acting uh, category. And if you're just a movie watcher, if you're just someone that loves films, there's a bunch of really fucking crazy great episodes on there. I actually talked to a guy from the rating board and we talk about how movies get rated R, how movies get their rating and how many people... Literally, there's like a handful of people that rate all the movies in America. It's crazy. That episode is up there as well. So go to inlovewiththeprocess.com and check that stuff out. And I'm going to do an intro for the guest, even though we have a bit of time. But I'm bringing on one of the guys that I know that stays somehow, stays so self-fucking-motivated. This dude puts out so much goddamn content. And he does consistently hysterical really great content that is jaw-dropping and this motherfucker shoots it by himself sometimes so he literally will take he'll act in it and take a wireless focus unit and a wireless uh video feed step in front of the camera focus it up and shoot himself in sequences and still be hysterical he's got a little pocket dog that is hysterical as well (laughs) i like to call it a pocket dog what kind of dog does rick have gina Oh, she's got noise-canceling headphones on. Oh, is she listening to the Ooh. podcast? I don't know. She might be. Did she sit back? Did she relax? No. So she's addicted right now. Okay. She's addicted right now to Sex in the City. So she's watching Sex in the City on one monitor while working on uh, food photos on the other monitor. I'm just making fun of you for watching Sex in the City while you're doing your work. <laughs> what, what kind of dog does Rick have? Um, I think it's like a rat terrier mix. A rat terrier mix. Um, Gina was the one that brought Rick into our home. You met him uh, at a uh, comedy at a comedy uh, festival, and I uh, got to see all this really great stuff. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what's his? I think his account on Instagram is just at Rick Darge. Let's uh, let's give him a little just bit of. Yeah, I think, is that the whole thing? No, hold on a second. Yeah, hold on a second. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for my Instagram to load. And uh, we'll, we'll double check on that. Is there anything else that you wanted to uh, bring up before we have the guest on the show, Liam, that may, that takes about, you know, three minutes to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> that takes about three minutes to talk about. Uh, I mean, I just looked up because there, uh, there was an article that was going around saying that... Uh, the uh, new Mission Impossible film was actually continuing production. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? A new article just came out. Like, I'm talking in the last hour, just came out that, uh, no, it is not. So that was disappointing because I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. They're saying Mission Impossible going in during COVID. But uh, no, apparently that's false, and it's a it's a false rumor going around, so... If anybody listening is seeing that Mission Impossible is screen uh, is in production, they're fucking liars. <laughs> you can go fuck yourselves. Did that ruin your day? It really did, man. I was like, dude, we're gonna watch Tom Cruise outrun uh, coronavirus. Like, this would be amazing. I'm bummed. That was my juicy spill. Like, that was the one that I saw this morning. I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get it on the podcast. That's gonna be great. And now I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> 
uh-huh well you know what i think it's probably i i think it's probably good that they're not doing it because uh we're trying to contain this virus so yeah i don't think tom, i don't think tom tom cruise can punch his way through covid no let's just put it that way i don't think uh strapping himself to the outside of an airplane is going to save him from covid listen i if there's one person who could do it though i wouldn't put it past him like that's the guy <laughs> Uh, I'm pumped about his uh, that uh, fucking Top Gun movie that's coming out. I can't wait for that fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, of course man. you are. What do you mean, of course that I fucking am? fucking course you are. It's going to be a great fucking movie. I, it's going to be a really good it's movie. It's nostalgia shoved down your throat is what it is. Oh, my God. Fucking millennial. Dude, you're the, you're the one always sitting there saying, like, why are you watching this shit? This is all crap, blah, blah, blah. They just want you to fucking watch it. That is the quintessential, we don't care how good this is. We just want you in the seats. Sure, sure. There's a part of that that's interesting, though, because that director is really great. He's the guy that did the Tron remake. He's the guy that did uh, Oblivion. Um, and the fact that they're doing all that jet stuff practically – um, I, I dig that. I dig that about cinema. I dig that when directors are just like, let's do this for real. And filmmakers are like, let's do this for real. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I like a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff. Uh, cause a lot of that stuff is all practical. It's what made the new Batman series fucking great. You know? Absolutely. Um, no, that shit's badass. And I'm not against that so, stuff. And I also know that a lot of the people listening to this are going to be like, what the fuck did he just say about Maverick? But yeah, yeah. Well, they with every with every right, you know. Yeah. Because then you're gonna come stepping out of your apartment, and they're just gonna beat you to death with like little uh, model fucking uh, F-15s. Look, I hear that, but <laughs> I'm the one setting up the volleyball net in the front yard to recreate that scene. So like, we're on. It's gonna happen. Okay. Hold on. I'm texting with Rick right now. I'm about to come in. Come, come into my room, my COVID room. Now, I'm assuming this is going to be the part that we don't, uh, we don't cut now. Yeah. No cutting, no cutting, no cutting in this. Oh God. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta put this stuff out. We gotta put this stuff out. So what we're doing right now. So that for those of you listening at home, this is the first time that I'm using the multiple guests in a recording space thing on Zencaster. And I'm curious cause I didn't have time to do the research if he can jump in while we're recording completely fucking fascinating inside oh ooh, shit ooh. the future is now uh-oh who's here it's me can you hear me <laughs> yes. yes hello <laughs> hello rick there's two, hello there's two mike pesci's in the room i know that's because liam is such a fan of me that he used oh. my name yes i am michael hey, liam. pesci hello <laughs> liam is your phone on or is it off this time <laughs> oh wow really you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a fucking supercut of every time Mike's phone has gone off on this, on this podcast. And I will yeah. prove that it is outweighed so many times. I think it's like 12 to 1 right now is what the fucking score is. Um, Liam, Liam, take your temperature. I think you're running. I am so pissed. <laughs> all right. All right. So everybody, I want you to welcome my good buddy Rick Darge into the room. Thank you for being here with us, Rick. Oh, thank you for having me. Appreciate uh, it. So, how are you? Uh, how are you holding up there, big man? Um, I'm all right. My mom um, has a little bit of a fever going on right now, and oh. uh, so I'm a, I almost didn't call in because I'm a little worried about that, a little preoccupied. But she's monitoring it. She's okay now, but in the middle of the night, she was getting a little feverish, and she's felt 
a little sore, no kind of dry cough or anything like that. It's a crazy time. I mean, I, I feel that the fear and the panic has infected us more than the virus at this point. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Um, you know, when I, I occasionally will rent out my camera equipment and yesterday the guy brought one of my cameras back early and I just said to him, Hey, uh, I'm exercising caution. So just stay away from me right now and put it in the garage. <laughs> and, uh, it was weird. I slowly started seeing over the past week, handshakes go away to yeah. the point where it's strange. It's making us, it's, it's such a weird thing because it's connecting all of us because we're yep. all being affected, but it's pushing all of us away physically. So, um, it's been a weird uh, kind of duality, you know, with that. Yeah, dude. And you know what's so fucking fascinating? I don't know how many uh, of us nerds out there, or how many of you nerds out there know what I'm going to reference here. But I used to, when I was younger, I read a bunch of books from Isaac Asimov. And he did the Robot Series books. And I think the second one in the Robot Series books was about a whole, a whole generation of people that lived in domed houses and would only communicate using like... At that time, I think they were saying it was uh, some sort of uh, 3D technology that allowed them to communicate with each other. Um, But they were so afraid to be in the same space. And of course... Was that a cough? Did I just hear a cough? (laughs) Get that guy the fuck out of your house. Liam? Who was that? That was not me, but I heard a fucking phone go off too. That was fucking fucking Gina. Guys, hold on. I'm going to take her outside and burn her right now. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> keep that cough to yourself yeah yeah keep that cough to yourself woman the cough has become the new middle finger so if someone pisses you off you just say <coughs> and that's a fuck you <laughs> wait yeah that's exactly Gina's not on headset so she's just laughing back here right. in the background let me um, continue what you were saying so they everyone lives in a bubble yeah, so everybody lives in a bubble, and uh, they all freak out when when they have human contact. And of course, the book is about a detective that has to go around and solve a fucking murder. And so he starts to break into people's bubbles and actually touch them, and it becomes this really cool, weird book. I think it's the second one in the Robot series. If you guys oh, are wow. interested in reading it, but yeah. this was it was fucking written in like the sixties or the fifties. I can't remember the fucking date because I'm a moron. But um, it's crazy how that was predicted back then. Yeah, it's. Um I feel like we are living in a weird uh, science fiction novel or a movie, a Michael Crichton film, Stephen King book. <laughs> I mean, it's something that we've always like known could happen, but we've been so – we've just lived in this illusion of safety for our entire lives. I mean, we had 9-11. I mean, you and I and other people sure. that, you know, are around uh, that were born before that time and – uh, that was an event, but that was a like a physical event that affected America, and then it was done, you know. Yep. And then we saw the ramifications. This is like a weird alien invasion where we don't quite know what is happening. Um, I yeah. wanted to pretend that it was kind of nonsense and bullshit uh, a couple weeks ago. I was just like, oh, it's just paranoia. But the fact that things and these institutions are shutting down. Yeah, um, it scares me because this country, there's a lot of people in this country, most of us, uh, you know, out there are, that are working paycheck to paycheck. A lot of people don't have savings accounts. People have families to feed. They can't work. Uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. So I, I don't like to feed into that, but it is I'm I want to say like the thing I'm afraid of the most mm-hmm. are people. 
and yeah. uh, hysteria. I mean, if we're, you know, crowding into stores and stealing toilet, not stealing, but getting toilet paper. I saw a photo of three cops at a Walmart standing, guarding a toilet paper stand. And uh, <laughs> I hope it was a Photoshopped photo. It looked real. And I think, you know, those are the kind of the, uh, you know, just wash your asshole, go into the shower, take a poop, <laughs> clean out your butthole. Why are people fucking getting, you know what I bought? I bought beans and rice and bunker food because <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck do you need the toilet paper for? Yeah. I, I don't even know how that started. I don't know where that came from, where it was like toilet paper and paper towels. I mean, the side effects, I guess one of the side effects of this shit is that you do get diarrhea, but most of the side effects aren't even sinus based. It's all dry cough and it's yeah. not like you're blowing your nose a lot. I think toilet paper is a, uh, it's like the last thing um, of comfort for us, right? Because when we were, you know, animals in the, in the wild, we would poop in a hole in the woods and wipe, not, maybe not even wipe our ass. I mean, my dog doesn't wipe its ass. So I feel like if you think about it, like when we take a poop in our toilets and use toilet paper, it's like the most disconnected. We're so disconnected from the process. We don't even see what's going on. We might take one little last little glance at our poop before we flush it. But we're, uh, you know, I think people don't want to be animals. And they right. don't want to accept mortality. And toilet paper is a Band-Aid for that. So that's, <laughs> that's, deep. Just, uh, <laughs> that's deep, brother. <laughs> Dude, I've had so much time to get deep on thoughts. I am so going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. You don't even want to get me started right now like, about what's going on. How is it that Tom Hanks, America's sweetheart, gets coronavirus? Tell me that's not something weird. You know what's weird? Here's a weird one for you. And I'm not making this up. This is just a weird little numbers coincidence. I feel like I'm Mel Gibson in that conspiracy, <laughs> the conspiracy theory movie. But this is weird. Okay, so um, there was a – you can look it up on Google. There was a exercise that happened back in October, I believe, 2018 or 2019. And uh-huh. it, was, it was something called Exercise 201. And it was, a, uh, it was an exercise that all these leaders came together to see what would happen if a pandemic like this happened. If you go and watch the video, it's exactly what's happening right now. And uh, Tom Hanks posted something yesterday on his Instagram. And he was like, doing fine just in the quarantine. My wife, Rita, is doing real well. She beat me at gin rummy and she got 201 points. And people are like, this guy's a fucking Illuminati plant. He's trying to tell us something. But I do find it strange. I don't know. Whatever. We're all dead. <laughs> We're all dead. I love. I love. I'm just gonna say this. I I know that um, that uh, you are triggered easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been enjoying sending you random texts. Oh my god. But uh, that's not why I had you on the show, Rick. Okay. Great. Yeah. Sorry. I just had to derail. I had to derail. Uh, so I was having. Okay. So what we were talking about before you got on the show is that. What uh, a lot of people aren't used to that are now being quarantined. A lot of people aren't used to living the life that we usually live, most of the time live as freelancers. Yeah. And that means that we have to set up a healthy schedule for ourselves during the day. And what I've been doing is giving people tips on like basically how I do it, how I actually set a plan for myself, do to-do lists for myself, and actually go to work in my home. Right. And actually go through that process and how people can use this time uh, to 
And a great way to fight this anxiety, a great way to fight that crazy shit that you were just spouting is <laughs> <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> is 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 uh to actually create and make yes. stuff. And I think one of the the big reason why I had you on the show, Rick, is that you're one of these motherfuckers that makes shit ridiculously quickly, ridiculously regularly. And I think it would be great if people can hear your process. So what is your what is your day-to-day process? Even before this crazy fucking bullshit, what is your day-to-day process on, on staying creative as a freelancer? Right. Um, that's a good question. I I go back and forth with scheduling uh, out my day. I do have a calendar. I like to know, like, you know, and I, I like making plans. Those plans are gone now. Um, but in terms of, like, creativity, I have always subscribed to the idea that uh, it's like an itch that you – you know, you have an itch on your body and if you ignore it, it will just keep growing and eventually you have to itch it. So mm-hmm. it's always been, um, you know, making anything, making, I, I like to make a lot of short form content, uh, as you were referencing. Um, yep. it's funny. I've been making like this isolation content since 2014. I, uh, would set up a green screen in my old studio get up lights, put the camera on a tripod, and I would make all these videos on a green screen called disposable videos. I made like 150 of them. You can look at them on Instagram. And so I'm like kind of prepped to do that already. Um, The thing is, I mean, okay, my brain is really scrambled, so I'm not being as articulate as I normally am. But I do think um, it's important in these times to – Focus on the thing that you always wanted to do in your life that you didn't put enough attention to and uh, start doing that just for your sake. I think we have to disconnect a bit from the news and a bit from the fear um, because those things are going to make you insane. The fact that we are all in our homes, if we're just consuming that bullshit and and the fear and gloom, it's fun to do, but connect back with yourself, connect back with, uh, the things that make you happy. I went on a walk yesterday and I saw a older man in his garage and he was dead. No, I'm joking. Um, he, (laughs) (laughs) you're taking it really well. (laughs) No, no, that was awful. No, I saw this, uh, I saw this older man, he was in his garage and he was um, hovering over seven different canvases that he was painting. He had yeah. all supplies and he was working like a madman. And I was just, you know, observing him as I was going on this walk. I slowed down and I was thinking about it and I was like, this is going, okay, look, you can look at this whole COVID thing. And uh, look at it from the perspective that uh, everything's over, economy's crashing, doom and gloom, it's the end of the world. Or you can look at it as a time to reconnect with yourself like this old guy is doing and doing the thing that you love. I feel like we're going to have a lot of people that used to be accountants, that used to be IT people that suddenly discover, you know what makes me happy? It's baking sourdough bread. It's uh, animating. It's um, illustrating I think it's making us all realize like the hustle is a fucking illusion. Making money is not sustainable. And what matters most in this life, it's doing the thing that makes you happy. It's being with loved ones. It's sharing a laugh. It's doing stuff like this, uh, communicating with each other, putting out content so we all can feel that we are connected. Um, I think what we're, I think 
And I had this weird theory at three in the morning last night. But what if, what if, just hear, hear me, hear me out. But what if okay, alien, okay. what if aliens, you know, truly did exist? And what if they uh, saw that, uh, or some kind of higher form of uh, intelligence that exists in this universe? And they were like, these humans are going down the wrong path. They are uh, in a world of illusion. Let's give them a little kind of COVID virus. And let's see what that does. Oh, what does it do? It brings them all inside. It makes them self-heal. It makes them slow down. It makes them reconnect with their, their truest self. And it connects them back with the moment. I've done way too many mushrooms, but I feel like... <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, the back end of that is really nice, Rick. <laughs> I know, but there's, there's truth in that. There really is. Because I feel like, I feel like what this is doing is it's making us all realize just how fragile we all are, just how fragile our society is, and just how important, uh, you know, time is and uh, the moment, the moment of time. And we're, we're all, prior to this, we've all been so caught up in what's next and what do I have cooking in the pot and, you know, what, uh, what can I do with my time in order to uh, distance myself from the idea that we don't have, we don't know what's going on and we're all looking into the abyss. We, you know, as humans, we live in this world where we make up the rules. We created the monetary system. We create the idea of a calendar and the idea of a watch. You know, we're just, we got to be like a bird and just fly and get, you know, and get eaten by a hawk maybe. <laughs> yes. Yes. You've got a lot of good points in there, crazy man. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but no, dude, I, I completely agree with you. And, and I, I, look, I think it's, there is a lot to be said about how hard we're controlled by the media, how hard we're controlled by fear. And, and I think I was the same way you were when this thing first started, where I was kind of rolling my eyes and going through that because I could just see the companies and the news outlets just making cash on each one of these clicks and all this clickbait stuff, especially companies that were having trouble making cash. And now suddenly they have the subject material. As long as they change the the headline a bit, they're going to get clicks like fucking crazy. Yeah. And so that was like a big portion of how intense everybody was. That's the reason why we had this fucking toilet paper outbreak. This is the reason why we have uh, people stockpiling fucking food and going through this whole process. I mean, that whole food shortage that happened for a few days was literally because of humans fucking reacting to what they're reading online. Yes. Um, and so uh, I've said this since the beginning, and I, I, I also want to say it again, like get to a point where you're not tuning into that stuff. Find the outlets that seem... Uh, as as mm, as basic as possible, without any sort of fear, fucking tactics to get the news that you need to know about your area, about where you are, about what what's going on with health risks. But then filter out all that other fucking bullshit. And we're all addicted to dopamine at this point, so we're all looking for those things that dopamine comes to you when you're getting good stuff and it comes to you when you're getting bad shit yeah and and so we're addicted to that crap where you're on your fucking phone and you're scrolling through news feeds and you're scrolling for fucking twitter and whatever the hell else that you're looking at you're going oh my god everything and you're still getting that dopamine rush you're still getting that hit and the next thing you know it's fucking two hours later and you've just been scrolling on your fucking phone and doing absolutely nothing and your heart rate is elevated and your mindset is warped i mean make no mistake um the news media is selling us fear. I mean, they 
they yeah. were just everyone be careful about where you're getting your news from. And just even from the big guy, I don't trust any anyone uh, in that's in the government and especially the uh, the major news networks, because there is some weird. I feel like they are inciting, you know, a riot. They're they're sure. st- they're stirring the pot. And OK, I I don't want to get into that. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to cancel that. <laughs> thought. It. But OK, here. OK, I'm going to get into it. Yeah, okay, I'm going to get into it. All right, here we go. Um, if you look at the number of cases that are worldwide, it's very small. The percentage is small. Now, I realize we have to be careful. We have to quarantine. We have to sure. be safe. But sure. I feel like they I've seen so many articles like headlines on my iPhone, you know, major headlines. You should be completely afraid about the economy. It's just selling fear because what happens when we're afraid? People start getting desperate. What happens in desperate times? People start getting violent. What happens when people get violent? The government comes in. We need a big mom and dad, uh, the nanny state to come and control us. You introduce martial law. You introduce new laws. You introduce new control. People are willing to give up their rights right now in order to feel safe. And we're repeating yep. 9-11 all over again. And I think that's very dangerous. And I totally. think uh, I worry about that. And I worry about the fate of uh, where we're going um, right now. I feel like we're all being played. And I think division is kind of the name of the game right now. Uh, they're, you know, Trump just called the virus. He's not calling it COVID. He called it the Chinese virus. And <laughs> What an I, asshole. I understand that viruses are often named from places where they came from. The Spanish flu was named that because um, I forget why, but it, uh, there's a re- it's not because <laughs> Spaniards had it. There was a reason behind it. I'm ignorant right now on that idea. But I, I understand that. But uh, there are people that aren't so smart in this country, and they're going to read that, and they're going to immediately start targeting, which has happened, uh, you know, Asian Americans. And – um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know do. what my point is here. I just I worry that we're being uh, we're being kind of herded into this uh, state of hysteria in order to fight each other. That way, they can come in and clamp down and do what they want to do. It's an interesting theory, and I, I I don't know if I go as far off that that ledge as you do. I think that at the end of the day, uh, hysteria equals cash. Hysteria equals money, and I, so I think that. Um, the people that are making out right now are definitely all these grocery stores, all these places that are selling out of all this stuff, all these people that are actually making these products, they're fucking making lots and lots and lots of money. And living on the East Coast, and a lot of the listeners are from Boston and New York, you know that this happens every fucking year when they have blizzards and they have snowstorms and we're going to get an inch and a half worth of snow and the news outlets fucking make it seem like the entire world's going to fucking end. And everybody, for some reason, goes out and buys bread and ice cream when it fucking snows. Yeah. So don't don't understand that. But it's the same thing on a larger scale. And I, I don't want to belittle this virus because this virus can be deadly for a lot of people. But for 80 fucking percent of us, you're literally going to have the an elevated version of the flu. Yeah. So uh, we really need to understand that. And, and most of us are going to get it. Most of us are going to go through this process of it. There isn't a vaccine for it. And <clears throat> I haven't... I mean, I know that there's stuff out there where it says that you can potentially get reinfected or not get infected. I have no idea what is true and what is false on that. All I can say to the people listening to the show is that 
if you work yourself into a fucking frenzy, if you get yourself attached to this this drama, and this drama has existed pre this virus, this this drama has existed with uh, all our social issues, yeah. and all our fucking um, political issues. This has been revving up on such a large scale. And if you guys look at the reasons for that, the reason is ultimately because people don't go buy fucking newspapers anymore. People don't go buy magazines. No. You literally don't go purchase these things anymore. And so the outcome of that is that true journalists and true journalism is no longer viable. It's no longer profitable. And right now everything is clickbait. And if you're if you have sponsors, and the only way that these guys can stay open, the only way that these guys can stay in business is by convincing sponsors that either have web banners or have stupid fucking pop-ups that show up, uh, that you're they're going to have at least a certain million of people that show up on that page. And the only way they get you to click on that page is you cycle through this fucking ridiculous news feed, is if they give real hard scare tactic headlines. They always have to lead with, I mean, this has been, it's been this way since newspapers were started. You always have to lead with death. You always have to lead with scare tactics. And that's why people pick it up. Well, yeah, because I mean, fear elevates your cortisol levels. It makes you irrational. You start consuming more. I mean, I mean, we're, we're being, uh, you know, psychologically controlled on a mass level. And that's not to say don't take these precautions. I mean, you should be Cautious. Of course, and of you course. should uh, be careful. And even if I see all these idiots in uh, Florida on spring break, and it, no one seems to care, hey, it's not about you, you stupid shithead. It's about you infecting your grandma and infecting someone with a compromised immune system. Just yep. take time, go inside, and uh, jerk off and make your little social videos. You know, whatever you got to do. Um, I don't know. It's um, yeah. I think you're right. I. My perspective is I don't know if it's about money because I feel like this economy is about to crash. Did you know it, it this is, is crashing? Weird, but, Sorry, it is crashing. Um, it is. And so what's the end game there? I'm seeing reports about how people are saying don't take cash anymore. We shouldn't be dealing in cash. We've been like kind of moving into a weird cashless society for a while now with like the introduction of Bitcoin, the fact that everyone's using credit cards. I'm just yeah. trying to figure out what the end game is here. But here's a weird little thing that your listeners can go look up. Go look up uh, CEOs resigning. Did you know about this? Hun- no, no. What's this? Oh, my God. Go look it up, man. Hundreds approaching thousands of CEOs of top companies have been like stepping down for the past three months. Uh, the latest one was um, Bill Gates mm-hmm. decided to step down. Um, who, by the way, conducted a, a TED Talk five years ago outlining this uh, very thing that's going on right now. Um, uh-huh. Bob Iger stepped down, uh, the head of uh, Harley-Davidson, the head of Hulu, the head of um, – the list goes on. You could look it up. And so – Sure. I mean, what is that about? What is that about before we're about to see the shitstorm of uh, what's going on in the economy right now? I mean, is that a coincidence or is that something – you know, deeper than that. Sure, sure. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna rein you back in, Rick. Because rein me in, because I think so now you you're gonna have a conspiracy podcast going on. Yeah, no, I mean it isn't necessarily. <laughs> I look, look, conspiracies are fascinating, and I and I think that there's a lot of truth behind that stuff, and there's a lot of interest behind that stuff. And you're talking to one of the most cynical people in the fucking planet. So yeah. yes, I'm t- I'm totally there with you, but. The goal of uh, what we're doing here today and what I'm, what I'm going to try to bring back 
here yes. is that the cure for this. Yeah. The cure for what for what's happening, the cure for all of this stuff is actually turning inside, confronting yourself. Yes. Confronting why it is that you can't sit quietly for for a minute. Holy shit. That was really good timing. Perfect perfect timing. He just said, uh, why can't you sit quietly? And Maya's like, "Ah, ah, ah." Dude. I mean, I mean, Mike, I agree with you, but like also if someone's out there and they want to freak out, you like, they should be allowed to do that as well. You know, I'm not saying you're saying not to do that, but it's okay to, Sure. Uh, you know, experience all the emotions and, but yeah, for sure, for sure, dude. And you should be able to feel all these emotions, but after you feel these freak out emotions, what happens after that is you go, okay, now what? <sighs> yeah. Now, now what? what? Yeah. Now what? Now that all this stuff has happened, now that all this shit happens, yes. where do I end up? Yeah. And how, and how do I pick myself up and how do I get beyond that? And right. that's, we need to start talking about that shit, man, because Everybody else is covering the fear. Everybody else is covering that stuff. We don't need to get into that because... No, I know. At the end of the day, brother, like we are going to step out of this. Yeah. We are going to walk out of the back end and there's going to be uh, a new economy system. There's going to be something that happens out of the back end of this. I and mean, so- yeah, I, I believe that. I, I, I mean, at my core, I believe that this is... Uh, I'm an optimist at heart and I, yep. I always have been and... If you look at our history, uh, our timeline as a human species, we've gotten through much worse. Uh, we've gone through, you know, tougher times than this. We mm-hmm. are, uh, we're adaptable. We know how to survive, um, and we'll get through it. And we will naturally have to uh, adapt. And everyone is adapting. Everyone's accepting the new normal. I mean, you know, it's. Um, did you, this is a weird fact. I don't know. I don't. I feel like I should share it. Uh, people that sure. are in prison, you know, uh, for twenty plus years, their whole life. Um, when they get out of prison, they have they they are farsighted. They can't see beyond like ten feet because they're so used to the prison walls. Oh, um, wild! And so it takes a while for the eyes to adjust to this new reality, but they eventually do adjust. So you can put us in any situation and we will adapt to that situation. We'll fill the container and we'll get through it. So if someone's feeling, you know, afraid, you're allowed to feel those fears, but just know that, um, like anything, this is temporary and, uh, there's something at the end of the, uh, at the end of the tunnel and hopefully, you know, and so yeah, completely, dude, completely agree. And that's good advice. And, and, and uh, just to further confirm what it is that you're saying, that we, I mean, daily we all are going to be confronted with something new and something that is changing our reality. And for for all of us, it's an uncomfortable anxiety, very stressful thing to have your rhythms changed, to have your your daily routine changed, yes. and to have all that stuff shifted on you. Um, all I'm offering with what we're talking about and what we're talking about on the show is that I find comfort personally in turning inward and creating yes, and then <clears throat> working on stuff and making, and I know you do brother, cause I've seen your shit. So like a lot of people are just not, I think a lot of people are going to be completely fish out of water for this because most people rely on structure. Yes. Most people rely on the nine to five. Most people rely on a system that's in place and somebody else telling them what the system is. And so what I'm going to try to teach you in these podcasts 
is how I create a system for myself and how I can create a level of normalcy on a playing field and in an industry that is literally shifting like the melting ice caps. Yeah. So there's, there's no such thing as stability in what we do. And it took me a long time. I've been doing freelance for 19 years. And it took me a long time to get to this point where I can sort of ride those ice caps and still find a sense of normalcy and still find a sense of structure. And sometimes they shift pretty intensely. Like when Gene and I did the move cross country, that was a very fucking intense shift that we just recently did, but we got through it. And there's a lot of fucking anxiety in the fact that you're changing your system and you're not gonna be able to rely on the same clients, you're not gonna be able to rely on the same work. But the thing that came out of that was a stronger podcast. The thing that came out of that for me was stronger work, stronger connections, brand new people in my life like you, Rick. Yeah, man. Brand new fucking folks around me that inspire me. And so I can tell you this, we will talk honestly about what's happening as we do this podcast. We're gonna keep you guys up to date on what we hear and learn uh, as far as like uh, uh, resources and funding for freelancers and for people in this industry. But I'm also going to... I'm going to talk positively about this shit because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I'm keeping my ear to the ground and I'm, I'm, I'm uh, staying up to date as to what's happening, but I am fucking busy as shit right now. I have three or four things that I have to work on that is going to literally take me four fucking weeks. Yeah. So, the, and it's self-created. This is self-created stuff yeah. that I'm doing. I've been noticing like this giant spike in... Um people taking advantage over the Instagram live feature. I see um, a handful of people that would used to charge for their services are now giving them away for free. I have a friend who does sound baths. Uh, His name is uh, Ben Crippen. There's my friend Lanier Oakley. Um, All these people are on Instagram. He's doing uh, free workout sessions uh, live. My friend Toogie is a choreographer for Dua Lupa, Dua, Dua Lupa, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa, whatever the hell her name is. Well, no <laughs> mo- <laughs> shit ain't happening anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's been giving out like, she does these amazing little dance sessions. She's been doing those daily for people. I'm just seeing like people take their gifts and give them away to help other people cope. And that's the most beautiful thing about this whole thing is that People are being creative and they're connecting back with uh, why we're here. And it's to create. It's not to make money. It's not to uh, get an advantage over someone. It's to share. We all have gifts. Like everybody that, you know, is on this planet has a gift. You have a talent. You have something that, uh, you know, you've always been wanting to do. Now's the time to do it. Now's the time to go inward and focus it. Maybe that, that thing you always wanted to do is meditate more and to, or to lucid, yeah. lucid dream. It doesn't have to be a painting, a painting. It just find the thing that you've always wanted to do. And also like in these times of quarantine, you know, try to have fun with it, you know, yeah. change your mindset and try to, um, make it fun for you. And, you know, as long as we can do it, go on walks and, you know, make fun games and read those books that you wanted to read. Make it fun. And I think fun is important because we're here to have fun and we're not here to be scared and be worried. Things will work out, you know, you know, or, or they won't, but they'll always work out. Like you're, I, f- I do feel like we're, you know, without getting all spiritual and what whatever, but I do feel like, you know, we're good. 
you know, we're, we're here, we're here to experience this life. And, um, these, these, these structures of uh, normalcy and these structures of control, they needed to dissolve away. I mean, we've all felt that we were kind of collectively going down a weird path and sure. I welcome sure. this. I, I feel very scared for my loved ones and people around me. I don't want anyone to get sick, but you know, as a society, as a whole, as humanity, this is uh, this is, I feel like when we come out of this, we're going to enter into a new renaissance of, uh, of growth and of creativity and of taking care of each other. And hell yeah, uh, hell yeah, hell you know, yeah I think that's important. I mean, Andrew Yang has been calling for a universal basic income for his whole campaign. He obviously dropped out of the race. And now look at what the government's doing. They're trying to figure out a way to get Americans relief, get them money. And, yep. uh, you know, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. Uh, Medicare for all, um, ideally will come out of this because people, we need to take care of people and we need to get off this selfish, self-centered idea you know, no man should be worth $150 billion while his workers get paid a minimum wage and get little buzzers attached to their neck. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, so, yeah, I, I, I have faith that we will survive. And people listening, you know, now's the time to do that thing that you were always afraid to do because we don't know what the future is going to hold. It don't matter. What matters most is that you feel good. And hey, it's a heck of a lot better than being on CNN.com and refreshing the news feed and just getting sold fear. You Hell know? yeah, man. And when we all come out of this, you know, when, when the majority of us come stepping out of our homes and it's fresh fucking air, and then you're that miserable fucking anxiety fueled person, it's your fault. Yeah. And it's you're your going to be, fault. you're going to be left in the dust. You have, we have yep. to adapt and we have to, um, you know, we've got to adapt and that's it. And so, yep. yep, totally, man. And I think, uh, I think this is cause I'm trying to keep these episodes a little shorter. So yeah. I think this is a good, good cool. time to end. Yeah, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you being on the show, Rick, and I hope everything works out and I hope, um, and I hope I didn't like freak anyone out with my conspiracy. I love conspiracy theories. It's my favorite <laughs> fucking thing. I go down the rabbit hole. I enjoy it. I'm a freak. Uh, don't listen to me. Do your own research. Take Tim Leary's uh, famous quote, um, think for yourself and question authority. And that I live by that. But uh, dude, I love you, brother. And it's, love you too, I, I'm man. happy. I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank and you then, so much. Uh, and anybody listening, go check out Rick's stuff. It's uh, at Rick Darge on Instagram. Um, what other plugs do you want to plug? Do you want to plug anything? Um, if you just go to my Instagram at Rick Darge, D-A-R-G-E, you'll be able to see all the silly stuff. I've been making a lot of Corona content lately, uh, so you might get a kick out of it. Or you might not. You know, <laughs> dude, dude, I laughed my ass off on your uh Ave Maria thing. Oh it's yeah, a, Andrea Bocelli. Yeah, because it's also an inside joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. dude, I yeah. was I was making that. So if people, uh, listeners that don't know what we're talking about, all the Italians and the Europeans have been standing on their balconies and singing. I have a balcony. Uh, Hillary and I have a balcony. I went out and uh, on the balcony yesterday in our neighborhood, and I blasted Andrea Bocelli's Conte Partido <laughs> out of a megaphone. So we recorded that. And after we did one take, uh, there's a, a worker dude, like a landscaper, way down in the distance. And he goes, hey, do it again. And he had his phone up. <laughs> so I did it again for him. And, uh, you know, yeah, you got to, hey, man, have fun. 
everyone should be silly. I've seen so many families in the neighborhood with their kids having a great time. I feel like, yeah. Anyway, that's Dude, a, it's going to be. It's going to be good. All yeah. this stuff's going to go to a good place. Guys. Exactly, it is, and it's, it, it's your perspective. Place. Just you got you got lung, you got air in your lungs. The sun is out, or maybe it's not. I don't know. You're alive, and that's the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> and we still have the goddamn internet. That's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right rick all right. thank you so Thanks, much guys. for being on the show man. i appreciate it okay. mike i'll talk to you later man all right see you bye-bye all right everybody thanks for uh listening to the show and like i said we're going to continue to have new episodes come out uh hopefully twice a week are you going to be able to keep on top of that for me oh later? hell yeah Hell yeah, brother. All right, dude. And uh, before we wrap out this show, is there anything additional that you wanted to throw in on here, Liam? No. Um, no, that was pretty good. I mean, he's right. Rick was right. Those aren't really conspiracy theories that he was talking about. That was just the truth. But this is a great time to uh, make content and focus on yourself. Right, and do all that stuff. right. And there are a lot of conspiracies out there. And let me, let's just let's just be real about it, right? There are things that are happening that are well beyond our control. And the only thing that you can control is how you handle things, how you process things, how you deal with your own anxiety, whether or not you're allowing your anxiety to control your life and whether or not you're allowing your anxiety to control the people around you. And I know how difficult it is to deal with anxiety. We are a population that was having trouble with that prior to this. And all I can do is say one of the things that helps me deal with the anxiety of making money, the anxiety of staying healthy, and the anxiety of getting through this scenario is by creating. So like I said, next episode, I'm going to get a guest on that doesn't uh, get his fucking nuts. (laughs) I love you, Rick. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll inspire you guys as we continue. So tune in. And uh, stay safe, and uh, we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>